Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Now, we're um, in the middle of a message series called Yeah, But Why? And the idea with this, what we've been wanting to do with this, what we've been digging in over the last couple of weeks, is the idea of asking the question, why? So the, uh, over the past few weeks, we did one like, why does it matter to forgive? Uh, the first week we talked about why, or, or at least addressing this question, why do bad things happen to good people and why do good things happen to bad people? And the spoiler alert of this whole series has been, there is no answer to these questions of why, at least no satisfactory answer. But today, what I want to do for the, for the short time amount, uh, amount of time we have together, I want y'all to be thinking only of yourselves, okay? I just want you to be thinking of you today. And if you're already there, then, then, uh, then I love it. But if you're not, I want you to be thinking just about yourself. Because when we talk about difficult things that happen in our life, like sometimes in, uh, in Connect Group, which you guys heard about Connect Group, sometimes in Connect Group, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, does anybody have any prayer requests, right? And at the end, we'll, or at the end of group, we'll do prayer requests. And many times, if not, uh, uh, well, not every time, many times, people's prayer requests will be for other people in their life. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like if you think about something you need, uh, sometimes we have this tendency to be like, well, well, I'm fine, but let me tell you about my uncle who needs prayer, or I'm doing okay, but my mom could use some prayer, or whatever it happens to be. So if, if you have a tendency to do that, I want you to knock it off for the next 20 minutes or so, and I want you to just be thinking about you, because here's what I want to talk about today is why did this happen to me? Have you ever asked yourself when something, something happened, something terrible, something catastrophic, have you ever thought, why did this happen to me? Or maybe even more pointed of a question is, why did God allow this to happen? Right, we've had things in our life happen and, and, and if, we're, if we're not careful, or maybe it's just a quick instinct, right? We, we can think, why, why would God let this happen? Because we're taught, if, if we grew up in the, if you grew up Christian, or you've seen Christian movies, uh, or you have TikTok, then you might have heard that God is everywhere, right? God knows everything. God is all-powerful. And so sometimes it can be hard to reconcile this all-powerful God who can do anything, anywhere, for anyone, at any time, and this other thing that just happened to me, so God... God wanted this to happen to me, or did he just let it happen to me? And if he let it happen to me, why? Why did God let this happen to me? That's a very difficult question to ask, and it is an impossible question to answer. So what I want to do today is we're going to look at a, a verse here in a little bit in the book of James. And I want to, I want to be able to like maybe shift our perspective on what it means when we ask, or, or it comes up in our spirit, in our soul, why did God let this happen to me? Or why didn't God allow this thing that I really wanted? You really wanted this promotion, or this relationship to work, or this marriage to be saved, or you really wanted to have a better relationship with your kids, or you really wanted to have a baby, or you really wanted to get that house. Why couldn't God have allowed that to happen? 
So when we ask ourselves why, it's a dangerous, dangerous game. But I think, I think if we can shift our perspective a little bit, then asking why can lead to bigger faith. So I want to look at the book of James chapter 1. And if you don't know a lot about the Bible, it's no worries. James uh, is, uh, it's almost, a, it's really a letter that was written. And in this first part of it, it's very, it's, it's in the greeting of the, of the letter, right? It's very, the very beginning of the whole thing. And watch what James has to say about problems, about struggles, about difficulties that happen in your life. And I'm going to talk about your family's life, yours. I want you to be focused on you today. I want you to be so selfish for the next 20 minutes or so. Watch what James has to say. This is uh, chapter uh, 1, verses 2 through 4. And I did not preterm, so I'm just going to read on the screen with you all. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Doesn't make any sense at all. We'll keep going. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance, and then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So real quick, the word perfect there, I mean, it is the word perfect, and perfect is what you think it means, but the way that the word perfect was being used in this kind of uh, um, in this kind of setting, it means more of like a wholeness or a completeness, okay? Now, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm just telling you what I have learned. So when it, when your goal is not to become perfect in the sense that you don't make mistakes. The goal is to become perfect in that you become whole and complete in your faith. Do you see that? That's the difference there with that word perfect. So I want to go back to, uh, to the first part of that verse, if we can. Real rookie move here. Not uh, Here we go. When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Why would we, why would we even think to experience joy, to look at it as an opportunity for joy when we are facing difficulties? Because i got to tell you, I don't know about you, but when I have bad things happen to me, when I have things happen to me that I didn't want to happen, my first reaction is not what a great opportunity. I'm really looking forward to this. Looking forward to this stress. What an opportunity to stay up later because I'm stressed out about this thing. What an opportunity to have a, a terribly difficult conversation with this person that I don't like. But what James is trying to say, what James is trying to point, whoever's reading this, what James is trying to point the reader to is when we face these struggles, and you will, Okay, I'm not trying to speak evil over your life. We just live life. And when these difficulties and struggles happen, James is saying, maybe, maybe you can still have the same reaction, right? No one likes when bad things happen to them. And by the way, bad things and good things, that's subjective anyway, because a bad thing today could be a good thing tomorrow. But when bad things happen to me, my first gut instinct is to be upset. And there are some times, not a lot, but there are times where I'm like, I look up, and I'm like, why? And then what I really don't like is if I'm talking to somebody about something that happened to me, okay, I'm going to be selfish right here, because it happened to me, this is my problem, I'm the victim here. And somebody will say, well, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I was like, nah, -uh. 
What's the reason? Why? Just having, a, just having a thought that something happens for a reason, that is not helpful to me when I'm in the middle of a struggle, when I'm in the middle of a frustration. When I'm having problems, when God is allowing me to face all of these struggles. And so, I, so for myself, I, I want to challenge you with this today is how can we rework that whole scenario? How can we look at it differently in, in a way that we haven't before? Or maybe we have before, but we just want to remind ourselves. Because James is saying, yes, you're going to have struggles, you're going to have difficulties. But here's where the opportunity is. Here, I'm going to go back to it because I, I really like this a lot. When it comes to the Christian faith, when it comes to this faith, one of my favorite things about having this faith is how empowered we are. How empowered we are to grow our faith, to be in our faith. How empowered we are to, 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 to come to God with problems and issues and prayers. We are so empowered to own our faith. It's one of my favorite things about our faith. And so uh, when I look at chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, we see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, when your faith is tested. Now, rarely do we enjoy the times where our faith is being tested. If you, you don't have to be too, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to know that when they say faith being tested, that means problems. Because our faith is never tested on the good days. Our faith is tested on the bad days. Why is that? Why is our faith tested when bad things happen? Because it collides with this idea of God always wants us to have what we want, right? Maybe you don't think that uh, uh, consciously, but God always wants us to have, or God always wants us to be happy. I had, I had a friend one time that always say, God wants me, uh, I think, I believe God wants me to be happy. And so when bad things happen to us, it kind of collides there and it can create this, create this distance between where we wish we were and where we are. So what do we do with that gap in between? What do we do with that gap? That gap is where faith is tested. And here's why you want your faith to be tested. From the words of James, here's why you want your faith to be tested. Because when it is tested... It stirs up the power within you to endure all things. See how empowering that is? It stirs up the power within you. That means we already got power within us to endure this test of faith. We are empowered to endure. We are empowered to have faith. And so when we have an opportunity of our faith being tested, that's when we can activate, activate our power to endure. Let's keep going. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. So I'm almost getting a little bit excited here reading this in James. I want a faith test. Somebody give me a problem. What else can, I, what else can, what else can come my way? What an opportunity. Now I can kind of wrap my head around what James is saying. So, okay, no, I'm not excited that this bad thing happened. I'm not excited that this person walked out of my life or I lost my job or, or whatever, the car broke down. I'm not excited that those things happened. But I won't let 
the momentary, the mo in the moment, it getting me down, the momentary setback, I won't let that stop me from seeing it as an opportunity to test my faith. Because our faith has so much room to grow. In fact, here, I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget. Mm, I didn't write it down. Yeah, I did. Don't worry about it. Okay, I did write this down, though. Feeling victim to things that happen to us, okay? Feeling victim to things that happen in your life, that is natural. But staying a victim to that thing that happened in your life, that is a choice. It's like when something happens in the morning, you spill coffee on your shirt, and you let that ruin your day. Anybody, you know anybody like that? Don't point at them, but if you know someone like that, you know. Or maybe you're like that. I am definitely like that. I can, ha I can have days where the whole day is ruined because of a little five-minute thing that happened first thing in the morning. And I will just, I will make a choice to stay a victim to, of life all day. Anybody else do that? I am a victim. It's natural. It's natural to feel that way. But at some point, you and I are empowered to choose if we're going to stay in that or, or this struggle, this problem that we're facing. Or we can say, this, this is, this is going to test my faith. And I know because James said that a, a test of faith is a good thing because it can stir up the power that's already within me to endure. And I want to endure. You want to know why you want to endure? Because the more you endure, the more your faith grows. And that's what we want. That's what we want. We want our faith to grow. I wrote this down too. I want you to remember this. When what happens to us affects our faith, that means that our trust in God is in what he does and not who he is, right? That's when, that's when we can tell. That's a, that's a good litmus test for us to see where our trust in God is, or at least it is for me. Because I can tell you that I trust God, and I can, I can mean it with my whole heart. But if all of these things that are happening around us, right, are happening around me, if all these things that are happening around me are affecting my faith and making me lose faith and making me doubt and making me question God, then I wonder if my trust in God has to do with what he does for me and around me, not in who he is. And if we can recenter, right, if we can realign and say, no, I, I want to trust God for who he is, regardless of what happens around me, then the question of why did God allow this doesn't even make any sense anymore. The question of why did God allow this makes all the sense in the world if our relationship with God is a transaction. If our relationship with God, if our trust in God grows when he does good things for us and plummets when bad things happen to us, if that's, if that's, the, if that's the scale of our trust for God, then we are in a transactional relationship with God. And maybe, maybe, and maybe that's okay where, where, you are, where you are right now and you need that right now. But I'm telling you, there's no room for faith to grow in that type of relationship. There's no room for faith to grow if every, if, if, if every time something bad happens, we're worse, and something good happens, we're better. No, no, no faith is being tested if that's the scale. No faith can ever be tested if we're basing it on what God does.
Because if we're basing it on what God does, then the question, why did God allow this, makes perfect sense. Because now we want to know, okay, this happened. God, what was the reason? Okay, this happened. What's the reason? This good thing happened, right? It's not just bad things. You ever, you ever thought that something great happened? You're like, why me? Why would this great thing happen to me? Even you can't be happy for yourself for five minutes, you know? One more thing. Every struggle that we face creates an opportunity for our faith to grow. That's what James is saying. Every struggle that you face is an opportunity for your faith to grow. It's one of those things, one of those dangerous prayers where if you start praying for God to grow your faith, get ready for some tests of faith. And they're not fun. No one's saying they're fun. No one's saying they're exciting. I mean, James seems like he's a little bit excited for the problems that you're going to have. <laughs> but I think what James is excited about is an opportunity to test your faith, is an opportunity to grow your faith. So if you've ever asked yourself, why did this happen to me? Why me? Then it could help guide you to or point you to where your relationship is with God at the time. And that's not a guilt thing, okay? It's not about you should have a better relationship with God or you should do this or you shouldn't do that. Come on. I don't have time for any of that. You are empowered. You're not supposed to do anything. You're not obligated to do anything. You are empowered to grow your faith. You are invited to grow your faith. You have an opportunity to grow your faith. And honestly, it's a great thing if every now and then we come face to face with where we are in our relationship with God. Not out of guilt, but out of where we are, where that relationship is. It's great to do that with any relationship. We do that relationships all the time. We do little check-ins. You know what? I haven't heard from this person in a while. Or I haven't talked to, you know, my wife and I, we haven't gone out for a date, and gosh, I can't even remember when. We need, to, we need to get on that and do that. That can kind of point to, that can kind of point to where the relationship is at the moment. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of coming face to face with where your relationship is with God. Maybe it's not at the greatest point. That's okay. No matter where it is, now you know where it is, and now you can grow. You don't have to wallow in here. You don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to be sad about it. You don't have to apologize to God a hundred times. You say, okay, okay, I thought I, thought I trusted God more than I, I guess I do because of this situation. I'm starting to question who God is. And I know, and I know that I want my faith to not be in what God does, but I want it to be in who God is. So now I have a chance to re-express my faith. So now you can see a little bit of why a test of faith can be a very, very good thing for you. The situation might be bad, but it's not all bad. Because wherever we are and whatever happens, we still have room to grow. We still have room to grow our faith. And that's what I want. That's what I want for me. I want to be able to grow my faith. And that's what I want for you. I want you 
to grow your faith, wherever it is, wherever it's starting from, wherever it's going to be. So the thing I love about, about the Christian faith, about this empowered faith that God has just given to us, has gifted us with, what I love about it is it doesn't matter where you are on this journey of faith. I love that it's something that you just never arrive no one has ever arrived at faith and then they were done and they were perfect and they nailed it. The whole thing with this faith is it continually gets tested. And it sounds like from what James is saying, you want it to get tested. You want your faith to be tested because then it grows and it becomes stronger. And you're going to need that stronger faith for this next thing that's coming up in life, bad or good. You're going to need that stronger faith for this next relationship that you're going to have. You're going to need that stronger faith for this next big decision that you're going to need to make in your life, in your family. And so when a test of faith comes, we react how humans react. React how you need to. This isn't about some kind of like spiritual bypass. We'll just, no matter what happens, just put a smile on your face. At least you have your health. At least you have food on the table. At least you have gas in your car. I'm not talking about that. That's, that's bypassing what we're really trying to face, okay? I don't want you to spiritually bypass and say, well, everything's fine because I have God in my life because sometimes everything's not fine. Sometimes you have major problems. Sometimes you have major hurts. Relationships end without you knowing. We lose our jobs, our cars break down. Our pets die. These are real things that happen. So, no, everything's not always fine. But what we're going to do is we're going to be in that moment and we're going to invite God with us. And what we're going to do is we're going to use that test to stir up the power that God has already put in us. I love that. I love that, that word picture of stirring up something that's already in, that's already in you. You do have the capacity to endure a test of faith. You want to know how I know? Because James said it. You do have the, the power to endure. And I want you to endure. I want to be someone who endures. I want to be someone who can face a test, face a struggle, face a problem. And instead of saying, why did God do this to me? Saying, how can I bring God with me as I face this? Instead of why me? You can say, how, how, how can I approach this? How can I bring God with me? If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to give you a challenge today. It's not realistic, it's not realistic to be happy when something bad happens. But it is realistic to also see it as an opportunity. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I wanna challenge you with this. This week, maybe just today, you don't have to do it from now on, you don't have to do it forever, just today, just this week, 
When something bad happens, whatever that means to you, you know. When something bad happens, the challenge is don't get upset at yourself for having a negative reaction to it. But the challenge is to quickly, as quick as you can, see it as an opportunity to test your faith. And watch what happens. Watch your perspective change. Watch your heart change. Watch your approach to the problem change when you say, wow, this could be an opportunity. That opportunity Dom was talking about for me to grow my faith. Let's see if this is the one. If you want to take that challenge with me this week, on the count of three, put your hand up. Let's do it together. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick if you want to do that with me this week. Okay, put your hands down. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for the opportunity we have today. God, we are grateful for the tests of faith that will come our way, that we have you with us as we face them together. God, I thank you for the power of endurance that you have already built into who we are. I thank you for the faith that we have to be able to step forward and face these challenges. We love you, God. We're grateful, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.